Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. I tell you when you get a fucking water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 3rd, 2019. Five days to kick off. One, two, three, four, five. Does <laughs> that count on Sesame Street? Yeah. Remember him? I do. One day before football. I mean, I, that's a horrible impression. <laughs> it was spot on. I knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say, but five. Five days before football. Is that no? Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> okay. No fact checks or follow-ups. We were perfect last episode, mainly because I didn't do any fact checks or follow-ups. <laughs> Anyone else is free to come up with something. We were going to do the game review on Friday's podcast, but then I realized that the first injury report doesn't come out till Wednesday. We recorded the podcast on Tuesday, so I had really nothing else to talk about. So we were like, let's just get this preview out of the way. We never, ever do anything we say we're going to do. And then when we say we're going to do something, we do it differently. And then I think if we stop pointing that out, people wouldn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) I think part of the problem is we don't remember what we say. Just blowing a lot of hot air. You are, mostly. Yeah, true enough. We did have some news this week. We signed a running back, TJ Logan. I don't understand that. Why would we sign a running back? We have three on the roster, one on the practice squad, who could be on the roster. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, this was one of BA's guys from Arizona, and he hit the waivers, so I think they just pounced on him. BA really likes him. And in fact, he's listed on the unofficial depth chart as the kick returner. And BA said, expect to see him this first game. Wow. So what's Bobo Wilson going to do? That was like he's going to do punt returns. Oh, okay. So TJ Logan, he played at Arizona with Arians? Yeah. I don't remember the guy. Where's he been? I think just at Arizona. Well, he's going to wear number 22, Doug Martin's old number. I cannot believe they're giving away Doug Martin's. The disrespectful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully he'll stay off drugs. (laughs) Number 92. I mean, 22. It's cursed. They had to waive Patrick O'Connor from the defensive line, which we talked about last time. We were surprised. He did play well in the fourth preseason game, but just that he made the cuts and then he didn't. You never know, man. You never know. But they did bring him back onto the practice squad. And VA actually kind of addressed it in his press conference today. He said it's this time of the year is tough having to let guys go, but then you have guys who think that they made the team and then they release them the next day. That's got to suck, man. Could you imagine you calling your parents and your girlfriend, your wife, your wife, and then your girlfriend? (laughs) I'd probably call my girlfriend first. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which one? <laughs> and you're talking about, you know, I made the team. I'm an NFL player. I'm on the Buccaneers. You get cut the next day. It's got to be devastating. Yeah, I'm going to have to t- check out that TJ Logan. Go see some of his game film. You know, I looked at the Hawkins. Was that his name? Yeah, Gerald Hawkins from the Steelers. Yes, yeah, so I looked at him. I, 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 we talked about that, didn't we? Uh, I looked at the 2007 film of him and then... 17. 2017. I'm really tired, so... That's okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, eh, I don't know. He's a guy. I think that's kind of the point, too. He's just depth. I'd like to get somebody that can compete for the job, but I think it's Lynn Pickens around the league. That's what I hear. Cole Boozer's available. (laughs) 
Matt Gay, his wife gave birth to a baby boy. Awesome. Which was very exciting. He's with her now. He wasn't practicing today, obviously, for that reason. But he'll be back soon with the team. BA was kind of like, I I was waiting for them to get that over with so he could come back and be here. (laughs) Not to be a jerk or anything, but that's really bad timing. Okay, sometimes you can't. Well, I mean, I'm talking about just getting pregnant and having a child right before the season. You're a rookie. A lot of people. That's a lot of stuff on your shoulders. Yeah, that is. That's true. It's just how life happens sometimes, I think. It would have sucked if he would have got cut. Yeah. He'd be all pouting and stuff in there while his wife's having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that probably happens a lot. <laughs> Vita Vea was practicing today. He was. And Levante, they have said Levante will be ready week one. They haven't said definitively whether Vita will. <laughs> Please, Vita Vea, be I ready know. week one. At least week two against the Panthers. Please. Yeah. So we'll see. The, depth, or the injury report comes out tomorrow. So we'll see if he's on there. He'll probably be on there. Probably. JPP was at practice again today. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Which, that's all I heard, but he's on the... NFI list? Yeah, I thought you couldn't be oh, part of the... like participate? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said that because I'm not sure of my source, whether he's 100% correct. Who is your source? Anonymous. <laughs> if it's not Greg Allman, it's probably wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see where they moved MJ Stewart ahead of Sean Murphy Bunning on the depth chart? I did see that, and we kind of touched on that in the last podcast. How surprised we were that... Yeah, that MJ Stewart was behind him. And that Bunting actually made the team. I know. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We're not there. We don't see what's going on. But, I mean, the guy really played bad, if you ask me. He looked like Brett Grimes out there. I think there's just a dearth of... The bad Brett Grimes. Yeah. Not Brett Grimes in his prime. I think there's just a dearth of defensive backs in the league. How many really good safeties can you name right now? Like elite. Yeah, we had touched on that about how they just that there's no Deion Sanders or mm-hmm. Ed Reed or Revis. The shutdown corners or there probably is. We're just not thinking about it. Maybe I can't really think of any. I can't either. Especially at the safety position, which that brings me into the 49ers game their secondary is not great their strength is definitely their defensive line they got sheldon richardson back there right or uh richard sherman richard sherman yeah but i gotta get some sleep (laughs) (laughs) sheldon richardson's back there playing cornerback who is that i don't even know who that is he's a defensive tackle for the cleveland browns well you know what it was on the right side of the ball so we'll give you that all right i'll take it yeah richard sherman is with the 49ers but since he left the Legion of Boom, I don't think he's quite the corner that he used to be. They've the, also got a weakness on their offensive line. Their guards apparently are not great. On their what? Offensive line. Offensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we watched the uh, third preseason game against Kansas City. Their offensive line looked quite impressive to me. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo had some pretty good pocket presence, I thought. The source... That I was reading where they were talking about their deficiencies. It was a fan website, so it's almost like you're in your own little bubble and you don't know what a bad offensive line looks like necessarily. Or, you know, you just look at the glaring deficiencies in your own team and it's like, it's all relative. Yeah, offensive line is one of those things where everybody bitches about, just like general manager. And offensive line doesn't get any credit except when they screw up. That's the only time you notice offensive linemen. 
They never show plays where offensive linemen do good. That, It'd be kind of boring. What? Not to me. I love that. that. To me, that's like the most exciting thing about football is watching offensive and defensive linemen go at it. You Nerd. Get, you, get some, <laughs> you get some really good stuff on there. I mean, that's where it counts, if you ask me, man, in the trenches. Well, what do you think about our offensive line going up against their defensive line? Well. They got D. Ford, Sheldon Day, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. To be honest with you, Eric Armstead's my biggest worry on there. He seems to be pretty good. But our offensive line is going to struggle with any defense that's in the top 10. They're going to struggle real bad. I don't think this defense is going to be top 10. I think it's going to be a battle. They're going to get some sacks. Well, it seemed to me with the game against Kansas City, and this is tough to gauge because it's preseason and we've only got the one game on them, but Kansas City and the 49ers, it was like one would score, then directly after the next would score. It was kind of a back and forth, and they were always neck and neck. I think they finished the half 10-10 or something like that. And Both touchdowns were scored by their running backs on long passes. That is so weird. That's so crazy. Maybe it's a new trend in the league. I hope we join that trend. I know, right? So, Dare, I disrupted your train of thought. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying. You were talking about both teams were even... Oh, right, right. So, to me, I wonder if maybe their defenses aren't great. Like, they couldn't stop each other from scoring. That's a good point. And our... Our offense may struggle with their defense, but I think our defense is better than theirs. Well, let me see. They've got a good tight end in Kittle. They've got Breida running back. Very underrated, I think. He's a very good running back. And Garoppolo is, you know, I watched the first two preseason games, Garoppolo, and their offensive line looked like crap. But then the third preseason game, they really looked good. Like you said, it might be the quality of the opponent. Don't know. We'll find out Sunday. But if we don't get pressure on Garoppolo, he's going to probably eat us alive. Because, I mean, he can make any throw. And he's a pocket passer, and he will eat you alive with that mess. But it's going to be interesting with our secondary. I love our coverage. I think we've got got it going on now. We're playing a lot of man coverage, and these guys are turning around looking at the ball. Well, and I think the pass rush will help, too. The blitzing. The blitzing is going to be, you know, we don't have to have outstanding defensive ends or uh, outside linebackers, whatever, outside rushers, because we have so many blitz packages that are just crazy. They're crazy. They're going to be coming from everywhere, and they hide. Mm-hmm. If you watch the third pre- or fourth preseason game, you see Jack Cicci did it again. He came in, hid behind the line, and then shot right up to a hole and got a good sack on whoever their quarterback was at the time. I want to say number nine. But yeah, and and it's happened in every preseason game. It's like they're and Bruce Arian said that that they teach these guys to disguise their blitz going in, and you see it. We, we've seen it at least once a game where nobody has seen these blitzers coming, and they've gotten a direct hit on the quarterback for a sack every single game. So I think that we're going to see a lot of that. But these guys are coming in from everywhere, and you just don't know, and they're hiding. It's good. So I think we we're going to do that a lot. And we're going to need to because we're going to have to get Garoppolo off of his game, get him nervous back there. And I think we have the advantage there. I do, too. I'm surprised, though, earlier in training camp they said Garoppolo wasn't going to play in preseason and Quan wasn't going to play. And they both played. They both played. Them sneaky bastards. I know. They lied to us, didn't they? Quan is wearing number 56 at San Francisco, just so you guys can... 
look so, for him. So one of our biggest strengths, if not our biggest strength, is our wide receivers. And they've got a crappy secondary. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a blowout. It's funny. ESPN did a simulation of the entire league to see how it was going to shake out. And they have San Francisco winning the division at 11-5. and five, <laughs> But us blowing them out this game 37-14. to 14. Wow. Yeah. What'd they have us at in the division? I didn't look. You, I just you read look. that one already. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It'll make me salty, probably. You know, I had a, the San Francisco, I mean, I guess they're on the upswing, but, you know, they're in there with the Rams and the Seahawks. Seahawks are still contenders. Rams got their Super Bowl hangover probably this year. I don't know. I mean, they could play second or third in the division. I can't see them winning the division. No way. No way. Then again, weirder things have happened. Yeah. That was also the division where Matt Hasselbeck took the Seahawks to the playoffs at like seven and nine. <laughs> when <you're>... <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that division used to be horrible yeah. until uh, Pete Carroll came to the Seahawks, Seahawks and then Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. and Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. <laughs> what a joke! <laughs> Great at building teams, though. Yeah, they should make him build the team and then hand it over to. He could be a GM. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was very involved in the league. He was head of the the rules the committee. Rules I committee. think and, yeah, he yeah. might still be in there. I don't know. Yeah, huh. never thought about that. He probably would make a good GM. Yeah, his teams were always just average. Yep, I'm excited to see our tight ends. Yeah, see what they do with that. The 49ers, they've got George Kittle, but behind him, they've got like nobody. I so want to see these three tight end sets, man. We're going to have a lot of two tight end sets. A lot. Yeah. But every now and then you're going to see them bunch up. Bunch up three three tight ends over there, and you're going to be like, is it going to be a run? Is it going to be a pass? And those guys going out for passes. Can you imagine three tight ends going out and then Mike Evans on the outside? Oh, my goodness. It's never happened before. No team has ever had this many good tight ends on their team. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Arians and them are supposedly, you know, they, they play with the tools they're given. You know, they fashion the team around their strengths. So we'll see if they do that with these tight ends. Crazy. I want to see 88 out there. Hudson? Yes. Yeah. I want to see him in a game against the first stringers. He's a baller. They'll put him out there. And I hope OJ can make it through the season without getting hurt. I know. Well, Cam Bray, too. He but if they don't, we've got Tanner Hudson. I know, right? <laughs> How crazy is yeah. that? Yeah. Three... And then Jordan Leggett on the practice squad. Yeah, my goodness. Some of our guys have connections to San Francisco. Of course, John Lynch is the biggest one. My boy. GM. At San Francisco. I think a lot of Bucks fans kind of have a soft spot for San Francisco just because of him. That's true, but he's still an enemy, so <laughs> you're going down, John. For this week. <laughs> Wasn't he a safety? Yes. How is their secondary not better? <laughs> right? <laughs> because you can't tackle anymore like yeah. he used to tackle. Good Lord. They'd be calling him dirty. Almost definitely. He'd be fine every week. Yeah, he'd be suspended from every game. I mean, they would just, he'd walk out on the field, they'd just throw a flag. <laughs> you looked at somebody mean. He reminds me of like a pediatrician. What? <laughs> he does. Where is that when, from? when he was in the broadcast booth and he would be like in a blazer and a nice shirt, he looks like a pediatrician. You know, he comes from a pretty well-off family. Yeah, didn't he go to Stanford? He had the opportunity to, you know, do a the elite college thing and then go in the business world and high finance or whatever. No, he wanted to hit people. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I love it. But, you know, he comes from a wealthy family and he wants to hit people. What do you want to do with your life, little Johnny? Money is no object. Right. Money is no object. What do you want to do with your life? I want to make people bleed. 
going to make them hurt <laughs> in competitive sports. So yeah, they should have a much better secondary. You would think. You would think. It's a different. It's a different sport yeah. now. Well, and you rely on college whenever they're churning out probably slim pickings. And it seems to evolve. College, it's like one year you've got a bunch of quarterbacks in the draft. Well, next year you got a bunch of defensive linemen. I think it was it was defensive linemen this year. Yeah. You know, one year it's a bunch of receivers, and so college is weird. Todd Bowles played for the 49ers. Really? One year, 1991. I think that was after the Redskins. That was a swan song, 49ers? What? Was that his last year? I don't know. Good question. Blaine Gabbert was also there. Remember, he is the one that got Colin Kaepernick benched. Or rather, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick got himself benched in favor of Blaine Gabbert. When you get benched for Blaine Gabbert, I you're know. playing bad. Yeah. You are playing bad. He was there for then, three years from 2014 to 2016. But then Blaine Gabbert played bad. And they put Colin Kaepernick back in towards yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. Yes. Bradley Pinion also was with the 49ers from 2015 to 2018. Last year. Yeah. I had no idea. And this is going to be a great game because Jameis Winston only needs 193 more passing yards to surpass Vinny Testaverde's franchise record for passing yards. Awesome. He's going to do it, too. Yeah. This will be the game. The Bucks head-to-head with San Francisco, have gone 17-6. and six. Wait, we've won 17? No. The 49ers have won 17. We've won six. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I know. That's bad. But we've won the last two in 2016 and then 2018. That's all that matters, man. <laughs> the last two. <laughs> the Let's last just two. ignore well, you know, all the... It's a, it was a different world back then. Right. The 49ers used to be the elite team, best team in the league. They haven't been so, since the 90s, though. And we used to be the worst team in the league. And we played them since the 90s. Not a whole and lot. Still only won six games. I remember playing them in the playoffs. I think it was in 90, no, 2001. Can't remember. Beat the snot out of them. We played them in 2012, too, with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and I think they beat the crap out of us. One I, I, year we lost like 48 to 3 against them. And it was recently, I think in 2011. That's when they had a really monster offensive they, line. I, I think that. that's when they went to the Super Bowl, probably. Might have been. They had a monster offensive line during that period. Just incredible. They were just crushing our defense. I remember that. Just throwing guys around. I've got that one clip of he who shall not be named coming through the line. And there was a guy scraping the back end. It was a guard or something. And he just put him on his knees. Just crushed him. Just actually 93 kind of fell through the line. So he was, he was a little bit off balance, but then he just gets clobbered. It was, it was some, uh, Really bad performance on our part. Really good performance on their part. So anyhow, looks like their the offensive line might be something to worry about this year, week one. But I think we've got – they don't do a lot of movement on their offensive line, or they, they have it in preseason, which I wish we did. We're still doing too much movement on our offensive line for, for my taste. You know, I like that straight up, man-to-man, build the pocket, or you push forward, zone blocking. That's it. I don't want athletic offensive linemen. I want bruisers. Yeah. Like a big, solid offensive line. A wall. Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, if their guards, relatively speaking, are the weak link, our interior defensive line, that's our strength. And Sue's gone up against these guys quite a bit. Well, uh, at least twice last year. Right. And both of those guards are new. Well, I mean, not this year. Last year they were new. Might go back and look on 
the film and see how he performed against them. Yeah, that's a good idea. But if Maya's out there, they're going to be in trouble. Right. And I don't recall, do you, how Garoppolo was on the run? Did he run at all? I don't know that he ran. And isn't he coming off of an ACL injury? I don't know. I don't know what kind of scrambler he is. He didn't play much last year, I think, before he got hurt. Don't know. I don't think he's much of a scrambler, no. He's he's definitely a pocket passer. Yeah. But we're going to win anyhow. I think it's so just, too. It's just how bad we're going to beat them. I want humiliation. I really do. I want. <laughs> I want everybody no in the mercy. league. Yeah. <laughs> I want everybody in the league to go. Damn, 49ers suck, and then go. Damn, Buccaneers are good, and readjust all these damn power rankings and all that crap. I hate those things. The Joe Bucks fan has been incessant with the. You know, they listen to a lot of NFL coverage, and. I can't even remember who the article was about today, but somebody predicted us going 2 and 14, which why they choose to write about that anyway, I don't understand. (laughs) But just for that person to have that kind of prediction, I just, y'all can sleep, but. That's right. Hey, fine with me. I like proving people wrong. Yeah. But why are they even reporting on it? Joe Bucks fan? Yeah. Because they're doom and gloom. I haven't been keeping up with the news and stuff all preseason. I normally do this. It's really strange. You would think it'd be the exact opposite. Preseason comes, you think you'd be all finding out as much information as you can. But I purposely don't, I purposely kind of stay away from it because I don't want my own analysis slash opinions tainted. Because you hear so much stuff and everybody's got an opinion about this player and that player and this scheme and that scheme, this coach and that coach. And you, when you read this stuff, it gets in your head, and so you start viewing things differently. So to keep it fresh, I like going into the season fresh, not having any preconceived ideas about anything except for what I have personally witnessed on field. So I've left it up to you this whole preseason to keep us up to date on the media. I appreciate that, Molly. Thank you. I didn't know that's what was happening. <laughs> you were just wondering why I showed up with no notes. <laughs> I never got notes. thought you were on a strike. <laughs> My my union is <laughs> telling me to strike. But you're like that, too, with movies or shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, to me, it's a, it's a huge thing. I have, I have noticed when you go into a movie, your expectations matter greatly. Because if you really expect a movie to be good and it's meh, you'll come out hating it. And if you go into a movie expecting it to be bad and it's average, you'll like it. So I like to go into movies knowing absolutely as little as possible. Same thing with everything, all art, music, everything. So that way I get to make my own. And plus, your mood is very, matters a whole lot with art. You know, when, when it comes to movies, if you're in a bad mood and you go see a drama movie, pretty good, you're going to think it sucks. There's a pretty good chance that you're going to think it sucks. Uh, and then, you know, you might five months later catch it on Netflix or something and you're in a good mood and you're watching, you go, oh, that movie was a lot better than I thought it was. It's very strange how that works, man. So mood and expectations will alter your reality. (laughs) And that's how you approach football. And that's pretty much how I approach. Yeah, I I try to approach everything like that, actually. What's your prediction for the game? Let's do a score. Ooh. All right. I'll say 32-14. I'm going to go with 28-17. Bucks. I'm writing this down. 28-17. I think that we're going to want to show off. A lot of stuff. We're going to want to show off our defense. We're going to want to show off our offense. So we're going to score a lot, and we're going to make a make it very difficult for their offense. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how our 
coverage on the, the tight end is. That's going to be interesting. Who's going to do the coverage and how good it's going to be and how tight it's going to be. Now that you said that, I want to say, I could be wrong about this, but I think B.A. said he didn't want to put Devin White on Kittle. He said that wasn't a good matchup. That wouldn't matchup. surprise me, yeah. Well, I mean, White's going to, it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed with stuff. And right. Kittle's one of the best tight ends in the league. It's going to be interesting to see who we match up with them. Because B.A. is big on matchups. Other than that, I don't think there's anybody else in their team that can catch a ball. <laughs> no, I mean, the receivers are really unremarkable. Brita's, or uh, not Brita. Yeah, Matt Brita. He's he's good at catching the ball. Right yeah. back. They got Tevin Coleman, too, from Atlanta. I know. They brought him in, paid him $8.5 for two years, and then he didn't win the starting job. Brita got the starting job. Brita's a good running back. Yeah, who are their receivers? Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Richie James, Kendrick Bourne, the Bourne identity. <laughs> oh, we got Debo. Remember him from Fridays? No. Debo? No. Here comes Debo. You don't remember that? No. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know any of those people. Mar- Marquis Goodwin, but everybody else. Meh. Meh. They're guys. Right, so that kind of works for our, our advantage. They don't really have these elite receivers. No, and I think we built our team for elite receivers. Right. Because we play Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Ridley. I mean, we've got some great receivers in our division. And then we got the Panthers. <laughs> uh, who do they have a receiver this year? I don't year? know. Well, they just let Torrey Smith go, which I didn't even really remember he was on their team until <laughs> <laughs> he got released. They should just name that team to the Cam Newton. Yeah. The Cams. Well, they got Christian McCaffrey. They don't really need any receivers. Yeah. yeah between Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, they don't need anybody <laughs> else on the team. They don't even really need to throw the ball. <laughs> they could just take all the snaps running. Right. I mean, the receivers are more decoys, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Then they've got that powerhouse defensive line, too. You only need one player on that defensive line, too. Number 93. He's all you need. He's, he, he's good enough for 11 guys. So, Quan Alexander, he's starting at weak side linebacker, number 56 for the 49ers. That's right. we got Richard Sherman back there. He'll probably be covering Mike Evans the whole damn game. And, you know, B.A. knows him from playing against him in that division. I don't think Mike Evans will have a problem with Sherman. No, I don't think so either. Oh, weren't they talking trash on the field? One of them was mic'd up. No, I think they were talking about Harry, Harry Potter. <laughs> Wait, Harry Potter was talking trash? Yes. So what's up with their safeties? They've got Jaquiski Tart. He was their second round pick in 2015. Injury prone. He's starting on the other side. They've got Jimmy Ward. Drafted by San Francisco in the first round in 2014. He's also injury prone. Healthy right now. The two are healthy right now. And then... Tarvarius Moore, he was the 2018 third round pick. He hasn't even taken a regular season snap at safety. He was Richard Sherman's backup last year at corner. So he was drafted in 2014 and he's never taken? No, 2018. Oh, 2018. So he was drafted in 2018, played a backup at corner last year. Then they moved into safety this year. Interesting. And then Antone Exum Jr., he is behind Jaquiski Tart. And they just re-signed him to a one-year deal, but he is one of those guys that they sign, cut, sign, bring back. Another Freddie Martino. Yeah, exactly. So that's their secondary. That's their safety position. Not strong. 
They're going to get destroyed. They've got D. Ford from Kansas City on their defensive line. DeForest Buckner. Now, I like that Eric Armstead. I really think he's just just from the little bit I've seen. He seems to be the the best defensive lineman there. And he'll be going up against Dodson. No, the other one. No. Yes, Donovan Smith. I just they don't can't, have they can't any see words. you. They can't see you with your head in your hand, shaking your head. <laughs> I don't like being this negative about a player. I just want him to. I mean, he's got the he's, skills. He's he can frustrating. Do it. He's just very frustrating. You're like as much as we've paid him to be here because we have no other options, and he plays like he doesn't give a shit half the time. Mm. And it was the same thing last year. It's not. He didn't get better. No, actually, he looks worse. He looks weaker. I think it's that vegan diet. I mean, like I said, I mean, he, he was on the field for 30 snaps, maybe. Might have been more. Might have been more. You know, in all three preseason games combined, and in that time, we, we, what we counted seven times he was on his ass. That's a third. It's bad. <laughs> okay, but to be fair to him, Dotson hasn't looked great either on the other side. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's them resting Dotson too much. They try to give the old guy... A lot of rest, but maybe it's a detriment to his game. I think we'll be all right, though. Other than that, Nick Bosa probably won't play, right? I don't know. They haven't said yet. Nobody even knows what he's going to look like in the right. league yet. He was out on the field without his walking boot, and then he was doing some conditioning. Yeah, so I think it's pretty much going to be a good matchup for us. We're going to win. We're going to win convincingly. And we're going to make everybody second-guess the 49ers winning the damn division. Who, where'd that come from? Who said that? ESPN. They did a simulation. They are retarded. Well, they did a whole bunch of simulations. Have you ever noticed that they never hold any of these people accountable for being wrong a lot? You see it all the time. I mean, these guys are always making predictions and prognosticating, like like everybody in football does. I mean, it's, that's the fun part of being a fan, too, is just, you know, the prognostications. But these guys get paid a lot of damn money. And they're wrong probably over 50% of the time. They never get held accountable for it. You would think that it would be a competitive thing where if you, they kept track of that, and if you sucked, you'd get replaced by somebody that was good. And they'd scout for people that were really good at predicting this stuff. I think when they're right, they like retweet their previous tweet and say, See, I told you. Oh, I do that. <laughs> hey, you got, you got to take a win when you... Greg Allman just did it because he predicted 50 out of 53 of the roster. He got Mazzy wrong. Oh, did he? I'm not sure. Look. I think he said Mazzy was going to be on the team. Well, he made practice squad. Don't count. <laughs> <laughs> they shook up our practice squad a little bit. In order to bring Pat O'Connor back, they waved Bruce Anderson. He's not on the practice squad anymore? No. And then they brought Tony Brooks James and signed him to... The practice squad. Who is he? He's a running back. See, this isn't making any sense to me. That's not the running back we had just put on the practice no, squad? No, we got two. We got two running no, no. backs. We brought in TJ Logan. He's right. on the roster. Oh, he's on the roster? Yeah. Not practice That's right. Squad. We were saying he's going to return. Yeah. Good and then goals. Tony Brooks James, he's on the practice squad. Bruce Anderson is out. So we drafted Bruce Anderson. He plays well. No, we didn't. Did we draft him? Yeah. yeah, like in the seventh round. Yeah, it was late. Okay. He was a late round draft pick. Okay. But he played well. Yeah, I thought so too. I was happy he was on the practice squad because I thought maybe he could develop. Then we put him on the practice squad, and then we take him off the practice squad to replace him with Brooks James, an undrafted free agent out of Oregon who was with Atlanta. He did rush for 137 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. In their, that was in their final preseason game, though. So. Yeah. 
Bruce Andrews did pretty good in our final preseason game, too. He got a touchdown. Not two touchdowns and, and 137 hit. yards. I'm pretty sure he had a real long touchdown, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he played well. I know he had that one that was like from the five-yard line, but I swear he caught a pass and rammed it in. Yeah, I think he did. All right, so we're going to beat the snot out of the 49ers. Friday, we're going to talk more about how we're going to beat the snot on the out of the 49ers. We'll go over the injury reports, official depth charts. Get some more insight. I'm going to watch some film on some of these guys. This Brooks James, TJ. Is that his name, TJ? Yeah. See what we got. And if you got any money, spare money just laying around or you want to make some money, uh, go put some down on uh, Vegas odds for the Buccaneers winning it all this year because we're going to do it. <laughs> I like that optimism. Got to have it. Got to have it. You know, another reason why we I haven't been bashing the media pretty much since preseason is because I haven't been reading the media. Right. But now I'm just going to be absorbing everything. Now it's season time. It's like game time. I'm going to be sucking in all that media and crapping it out. It's <laughs> a good visual there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about what they're worth. <laughs> I should say that. I should say that. I like I like the media in the sense that they're doing a job. <laughs> All right, let's just end it there. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Go Bucks.